You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey, hey, hey! Happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of Fly on the Call. I hope you're all hanging in out there, or should I say, in there, and staying safe and healthy, both physically and mentally. This week, we have another music industry guest. I talked to Natalie Schaefer of Big Picture Media, all about PR, passion, and promoting the music that you love. Chances are that Big Picture Media has worked with some of your favorite bands throughout the years. I found them through The Wonder Years and Silverstein, but they've done press for bands like Simple Plan, Set Your Goals, they do most of the press for Hopeless Records, and they work with so many other great bands both within the scene and beyond. Sit back, enjoy, and maybe learn a little something new. I know that you worked at Hopeless before Big Picture Media, right? But mm-hmm. um, I was just curious about like kind of like your history with music, going back as far as you want. <laughs> um, let's see. My history with music is that I grew up going to like punk shows and I would go to like this warehouse venue in Pomona. Um, and that's where I saw a lot of the shows and bands I got into. And that's where I made a lot of my friends. And it's funny because when I got the job at Hopeless, um, a lot of those people were older, but they remembered Hopeless as being like 88 Fingers Louie, like the weaker then. So they were all so excited because they're like, they put out all those awesome releases. I'm like, yeah, I forgot about all those things. Um, but yeah, just going up, growing up, go to those shows, like working at Hopeless. That's how I met Dana. Um, because we would hire out to do press for the bigger bands. And I was like, I want to do press for the bigger bands. <laughs> um, so when she came in one day, I was like, hi, how's it going? And I just like did like a makeshift interview, um, even though I was still a hopeless. But we still work with hopeless every day. So that makes me super happy. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, how was the kind of like transition for you from one work environment to the other and one coast to the other eventually? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, it was very easy like band and manager and cl- like people I knew wise, like it wasn't like a, a huge jump. I was, I felt grateful because I was leaving this place I loved, but I was still going to be surrounded by the people I love just in like a different capacity of, of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really smooth. And, and again, like we all still work together. And like when I left, they were very much like, well, you're going to, a, you know, a place that we're going to work with all the time. So it's like no hard feelings. And yeah, for we're sure. We're excited to still work together. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, when I met Dana, she had lived in um, Long, or not Long Island, New York City. She grew up in Long Island. And I had mentioned to her, I was like, oh, I saw you open like a Philadelphia office. office. Like that's where I want to live. Like I want to go to the East Coast so bad. And she's like, well, I just moved here. But if you we'll work it out. Like I'll eventually take you to the East coast. And we had an LA office, like in the middle of Beverly Hills, which was wild. <laughs> um, 
because we saw like celebrities all the time and I was like what is going on and then one day she was like yep we're going back so are you ready and I was like I guess yeah and you had mentioned like that part of the reason like or the main reason was like that uh that you wanted to make the switch was that um you know, Big Picture Media was doing like the press for bigger bands. Was it kind of, was it the bigger band aspect or the press aspect that is what drew you um, I that think, way? I think it was the press aspect because Hopeless, um, at the time, we were all wearing a lot of hats. So I only, only a portion of my job was getting to do press. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew, I, I could tell very much right away that I was like, no, that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely wanted to do more of it, so. But I had, I didn't even know about press companies, to be honest, until Big Picture. Um, <laughs> so that's why I was like, oh, I guess I should just go over there if that's what I want to do. Yeah. And like, what is it about like the press angle that uh, excites you? I just like being able to talk to other people about things I'm passionate about, because that's <laughs> really what the job is, is like, I'm obsessed with this. I think you would be as well. I also like love researching and like reading and doing all that things and all of those type of things. And, and they all very much complement like the job of what PR is. Like I, I feel like a detective even when I'm like stalking people's writers, like Twitters and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just like everything that it, that is involved with doing PR yeah for sure I definitely feel that and it's funny you said like big picture was kind of like the first PR company you really realized I think it was for me too because like I saw I think it was probably on silver scenes and the wonder years like contact page I was like oh what's this company yeah right oh yes these things are real they do (laughs) um but and like I guess kind of going off that like the taking the idea that a lot of people kind of don't necessarily know that press companies exist like how would you kind of like describe big picture media either to like a person who's not involved in the music industry or like I guess to like a smaller band that's starting out that isn't necessarily like um, familiar with that kind of stuff yeah I would say that big picture is just like a team of eight full-time publicists who are super passionate and like love what they do and we the one thing I like about big picture is that we work with like a bunch of up and coming bands. We work with a lot of established acts, but we also do coffee festivals. We do events, we do city parks um, and summer stage. Um, I've done press for a book. I've done press for a film that came out in theaters. Like there's so many different things that we've done in the past. I just think makes us so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, I don't know if you've ever, you've been, no, yes, you've seen our office, you know, I mean, well, I know. Not, not the new one. You're right, not the new one, <laughs> but like, you know how we, like, we just get so excited. We just love, it's one thing, it's just like, we all love this music so much. So we all feel very, like, incredibly lucky to be working with these bands and, and we want the best for them. We want to make sure everyone knows about them. Um, and I think that's like a big reason why we are so successful in, in bands and we do get like these referrals, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you mentioned um, kind of like the event side of things and I know you've, you've done like, you did the last few years of Warped Tour, you mm-hmm. worked closely with the Emirate for a long time and, you know, even a lot of like big non-music events. Um, like how does that kind of like fit into the process versus, or like how does that kind of compare to like working with bands and like working on a specific album and stuff? Um, it's, it's kind of different just because like, I know when an album comes out, it's just kind of out and then, but well, what I mean to say back up (laughs) with events, they happen and then they're over with (laughs) bands and albums. It's always, um, 
it's always like pounding the pavement, always making sure like once the album is out, that's kind of where the real work starts to me, um, mm-hmm. just because now people can discover it, find it through whatever Discover Weekly, but you've got the full album out there. Like I'm a big album girl. So like mm-hmm. I, I like listening to songs here and there, but I just like the whole like immersive experience of an album. Um, and just like having the bands like continuing to like do interviews and making sure they know writers and, and people who are fans and keeping them updated and all the good things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with an event, I feel like you lead up, it's like all this anticipation and it happens. And then it's like, ah, with albums and bands, I think it's just a constant work to make sure that it's always hitting and, and being on people's radars and, and mm-hmm. on, on lists and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely gives you kind of like that, more of that like flexibility where it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be right by this date because that's the date it's happening. So. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and you mentioned kind of like the idea that like with people, or once the album's out, like that's kind of where people can start to discover it who aren't necessarily like the writers that you're re- reaching out to specifically beforehand. Um I guess, can you talk a little bit more about how kind of like your job changes from like the pre-release to the post-release? Yeah, I would say that pre-release is very timeline driven. So it's like this single's coming out. What are we doing about it? We'll we'll announce it, um, making sure like people have album advances. But once the album's out, and I don't know, I've just found this and, and also just talking as a fan, like being able to have all those songs there and people being able people being able to have sat with it and kind of like being able to talk about it more because they have all the songs they have all these things that they can look through that like I still go through like the packaging and read about producer things like that mm. um i i just think there's a it's a bigger it's a bigger conversation to have now about the band and obviously that leads into like touring and things like that. So then it's just like, what show are you going to? Well, not this time, but (laughs) um, I I just think that makes for a stronger, you know, set when they're touring and and making kids come out and and having fun at those shows because they've got a whole package now (laughs) to be excited about. Yeah, for sure. And um, you also mentioned like how, you know, Big Picture kind of work, has worked bands' first albums and they've worked bands, you know, 10th, 12th albums and stuff. Um, like, how does it kind of differ for you um, between, like, the legacy versus the the new up-and-comers? It's, you know, it's kind of funny because I've actually been seeing a lot of success with, like, some of the up-and-coming bands just because I think people are very excited about new music and it's, like, a really good time for new music. Um, but obviously like with the legacy band, I guess, like everyone knows the story, everyone's followed, they, they can tell that there was like a trajectory there and like they knew that the band started from here and this is where they are now. Whereas like with a band, like I work with this band Charmer or a band like Worst Party Ever, it's about introducing writers to this. So it's like, why should you care? And it's like, yes, the songs are good, but this is why they are good. Mm-hmm. And being able to have writers and, and people connect with that, I think is a big deal. Cause I think with bands like Silverstein, it's just like, I'm a fan of Silverstein. If they have a new album coming out, I'm automatically listening because mm-hmm. I like Silverstein. Whereas like, if there's a band I don't really know about something that'll help me click play is like, Oh, they were struggling for a certain amount of time. They have like a good story, something interesting that I just want to be like, I have to know what this person is singing about. I want to get into the lyrics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and w- was that something that you were like, 
very into even before you kind of like joined on to the press side of things? Oh yeah. It's my favorite thing. Like I found, and I went home for a while for the holidays and like, I always go, my mom left my room the exact same. So I have a bunch of journals. I have a bunch of (laughs) notebooks. There are lyrics from all these bands written around every single page. And I was just like, (laughs) this was meant to be for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you kind of like mentioned the idea of like finding the story and helping kind of like shape bands in that way. Um, I guess, can you talk a little bit more about that aspect of it? Yeah. Um, I just, we, one thing is like when we get hired on for a project, we ask the bands. I like to get on calls with my bands that I'm working with just to understand where they're coming from because I want to be able to accurately let people know what their story is about. Um, especially with like, like I'm thinking about like Can't Swim and that really like rough EP that mm-hmm. came out um, that was like much harder embarrassing yeah I, I can picture the album artwork <laughs> um foreign language um okay, yeah, yeah. It, it was a thing where it's like that band has such a fan base and people are going to always love what they do but that was like such a out of left field um mm-hmm. ep but it was so good so some of the things i did was ask chris um Blitzen, i was like why are you so mad why are these songs so angry like what happened and he just kind of broke down every song for me and it, i i emailed him back i was like this makes me like the songs more mm-hmm. um because i got like a background of of exactly why he wrote the lyrics and who they were about mm-hmm. um and so just for for me personally but i i, I would think a lot of people feel this way it's just like there's a connection. There's a reason we all like this type of music. And I think a lot of it has to be relate to it heavily. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Yeah. And I mean, on, um, I guess kind of on both the press, the bits that I've done here and there and like the writing side of things, uh, there's definitely like struggles sometimes with, uh, you know, like getting bands to kind of like open up and stuff. Is yes. that something that you kind of like run into or like, how do you, uh, both deal with that as the pre-press thing and as like preparing them for interviews. Right. So some bands, and I worked with one recently, I'm not mentioning any names, but they don't want to open up. They just want to have their songs. It's And that's okay too. Um, and I've, I've just been, I've just been trying to like make them open up a little more, but I'm not going to push. If you don't want to, you don't want to. <laughs> um but, you know, they'll send me over a little bit of an explanation and I'll just kind of keep picking, well, why is it this way? Why did you feel this way at that time? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of going from there. But I will say, like, there are a lot of bands that don't really want to open up in that regard and that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But I just let them know that it does help to have a little bit more of a story so people can relate to what they're hearing and what they're seeing. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. As far as like, you mentioned like the the detective side of things and you really enjoying that. Um, Can you, I guess, like kind of just like walk a little bit through like how that kind of goes some of the time and um, like what kind of like some, you know, obstacles are in that realm of things and stuff? Sure. Well, for example, yesterday I was trying to pitch um, like a female focused feature for Lizzie Farrell. Um, and I remember Bust Magazine is like a really badass feminist magazine. And I had found a writer who was recently writing about music. And then on her bio that I um, clicked on, 
it said that her it said something like oh her favorite song was smooth by santana featuring matchbox (laughs) rob thomas of matchbox 20 and that's also one of my favorite songs to annoy my friends with all the time um so i knew automatically we would get along but i just could not for the the life of me find her email i found her twitter but when I find their Twitter, I'll go to like tweets and replies and just start scrolling, scrolling, and then uh, control F, email, email, email. Oh yeah, I've been sometimes, there. <laughs> mm-hmm, up. And sometimes it was there, hers was not. So I just DM'd her and I was like, hey, I see you write about these type of things. I've got something I'd like to put in front of you. And she kind of hit me back. I was like, yo, go to submissions at bus.com. And I was like, no. Oh. So, <laughs> excuse me. I wasn't able to get that one. Um, but a lot of the time it's just like finding out what the formula is. And then I go to email checker and try to do that. We have Scission, So that's super helpful in a lot of cases. Um, Cause they stay pretty updated with like their contacts and stuff, but it is just a wild, I will say two of the girls at big picture are really good. Kirsten and Katie. If I'm, I could say like, three sentences and they go found him here he is here we go this is where he went to school so they're really good at doing that so i will pull them in when needed yeah and um i mean like in your initial kind of like pitch to me you mentioned kind of like wanting to expand big picture media socials and kind of like really get the word out there um like what is it about now that feels like the right time to be doing that uh you know i I don't, I don't know. We've always been like an all female company. So that's cool. But I would say just the amount, I just kind of stood back. We had our, our roster all laid out on like a huge dock. And I was like, holy shit, we do so much of the industry that we love. Like I do, does anyone know that like six or seven girls are like running the shit? Like I, <laughs> I just couldn't, I just couldn't fathom. And, and listen, I, uh, and and that's not no fault of their own but these are mostly males you know and I just I just thought that was so interesting and, and another thing came up this helped me really think about it. it's like a, the Bayside census fail Hawthorne Heights, Heights tour that's coming when it was got presented to us I was like oh we do every band on this like this is a big <laughs> picture media tour so that got me thinking about things like that and so we just do so much with so many people and I've just been trying to like highlight that and everyone's just so I love everyone at the company. I adore going to work. I love seeing their faces and <laughs> I don't think people are that lucky to feel that way. <laughs> so that's what we got to highlight this place. We, we got to <laughs> let the people know what's happening. Cause we like sing together. We listen to music out loud. We laugh. We like, um, if we get a new album, I know I remember when we got that, hot mulligan advance album like we listened to it all the time we were so excited we were just like oh this is going to be huge for them so it's like mm-hmm. moments like that where i get really excited about the company and who i work with and and all the bands that we get to work with as well yeah for sure and i mean like you kind of like mentioned like all these kind of like bigger bands that you work with and all like the referrals that you get for like other bands and stuff too. Like what, what do you feel like it is about big picture media that kind of like makes you stand out? I think you can tell we are excited all the time, which is a fun thing. I think we're super communicative. I think we're honest about stuff. Like it's, you know, if if things aren't hitting, like we want to get on calls with people and let them know, you know, we're not, when we don't want to be like checked in with like we want them to know we've got their backs at all time but yeah I think I think when people are excited and genuine 
people connect with that and and gravitate towards it and i think that's a big part of who we are mm-hmm. in our dna as a company yeah for sure i mean it was definitely a blast uh being there a lot of the time and, <laughs> i mean being able to go to like the wonder years no closer to heaven acoustic in store at the apple yeah. store like that was what like made that album finally click for me and it was yeah like, <laughs> is that the one that we did with the q a with like misha yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was a big deal for me too i was like holy shit <laughs> And I guess uh, kind of like going off of that, big deals for you, like what are kind of some of like the highlights as far as um, stuff you've secured over the years? Um, well, we got a bunch of like, I work with Kansas. So like Carry On My Wayward Son, like those guys. And they're so cool. And that's like one band that my parents know that I work with and, <laughs> and do stuff with. Um, so that was like maybe the first time I ever got like a Rolling Stone premiere. I also just got, well, fingers crossed and hopefully this is jinx it, but the song excluder podcast, which is a podcast I'm a huge fan of, um, wants to break down, um, that classic song. So that's, that's a huge deal for me. Um, I'm trying to think just anytime I got like even hot Mulligan getting a billboard premiere is huge for me. Just like anything I can do to take these bands to like, a bigger level is always a win. Um, I can't for, I can't think of like any recently that I was like, Oh shit, this is happening. (laughs) Um, But there's been so much and we, and like, or working with summer stage and getting to work the pit, the photo pit for always. And just being so close to them and seeing them play my favorite songs, like two feet from my face is like, okay, this is cool. This is happening. (laughs) You know, I always have these moments of like, kind of getting a check in where it's like oh and how lucky are you this is so cool so I, yeah. I appreciate that and I love it for sure yeah and you um like talk, mentioned kind of like getting helping to bring bands to a bigger level and stuff and I'm curious like how things have changed at Big Picture Media over the last like few years with kind of like you know the kind of like whole media landscape in, in some ways changing Dude, we talk about that all the time. We have staff meetings every week where we literally brainstorm like, and what's PR look like now? And and what are we doing to, there's a new writer I have to meet, not meet, but get to know um, at least once a month, just because like publications are rapidly changing. Mm -hmm. Um, We're always talking about what else can we do, especially in the wake of this coronavirus. Yeah. When all media is doing is covering it. We've just been reaching out to everyone being like, what are you doing? Like, how can we help? Like, let's team up and do something. And I've been pleasantly surprised to see that like a lot of people have been like, we're doing takeovers. We want to do Instagram lives. Um, It's been really positive to see. And I think at the end of the day, like music will never go away. I think the live aspects going to hurt for a little bit here, but if anything, we need music more than ever. So it's been kind of like really nice to see like all of us like banding together and making sure this does not take us on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like as far as, you know, kind of like the more creative things, like you mentioned, like takeovers and um, I feel like you did something like a couple of years ago where you're like giving away pizzas on behalf of the band or something like that. Was um, that us? If we did, we are cool. Was it I feel like, I don't know. I might be wrong about that, but I mean, yeah. uh, can you talk about kind of like the, I guess the more like creative side of it rather than the, just kind of like the straight pitching, like, Oh, can you review this album? Can you do this interview? Like what kind of else goes into it that people might not expect? I think it's, and again, that goes back to like really talking to the artist you're working with, like someone like Austin from water parks, who's an incredibly talented writer and wrote a book and, um, 
uh, Max Femis, who does um, comics. And I, we worked with him and Sherry for a little bit when they were doing the Kickstarter <laughs> um, and helping them like figure out like what kind of, um, not gifts, whatever they call it, when you donate, like rewards. rewards. Yeah. Um, there's just so, but you have to get creative. You have to stand out in a way. Um, I don't think she would mind me talking about this, but I am very close with Elise, who's pronoun. <laughs> and I, I kind of said to her, I was like, you know, everybody has gone through breakups. Like how come yours was so hers it was something that just like carried over like her first ep did so well it was her debut ep and she's like well i went through a breakup but i'm also someone who like works in the music industry and i never wrote music before you know like and she's she's exactly right so it's even finding that thing that separates you from everyone else but even going deeper into exactly why so i've just been so good at like talking a lot asking a lot of questions and just trying to figure out if i was reading about this person why would i care and what would make me care about it mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like a lot of that what you just said kind of like resonates with the reason that i love doing interviews mm-hmm. and there, there i feel like there is a, a lot of uh you know, overlap, especially on like the more independent scale between like writers and um, publicists. Uh, was that ever something that you considered like writing? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I was like, this is probably why I like it is because I was a journalism, journalism major. I wanted to be a writer. Um, I still have like a bunch of things from school. Like I definitely wanted to be the one interviewing bands and, and asking questions and, and being able to tell their story the other way but now and it's nice because PR is in the same way doing that you're just I, it's fun to create the angles for all those things and then it's also very cool to work with a writer to help them flesh it out and mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure kind of like you're helping to I like we've been saying like you're helping to tell the story and kind of like right. figure out the best way to you know get the message across and stuff yeah yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it's a super heavy journalism background, which I've come to find out. And I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it makes a lot of sense that there'd be like that crossover. So yeah, <laughs> interesting to hear though. Um, and then I guess I'm kind of like curious, like, I mean, we've covered a lot about like what Big Picture Media does for the bands, but like, what would you say is like the biggest, you know, the most important things that a band has together before they kind of like come to you? Um, finished music, good music, um, the ability to kind of talk to us about what the music means and where they were at when they were writing it. Obviously, you've got to get like your shit together, like nice promo photos, a bio, which we help um, with a lot of that as well. Um, but those are like the key, the key things and like making sure do we have a touring around this? Like, there's nothing getting all your ducks in a row and just like making sure you've got everything set up before you truly launch a project is just like so vital for mm-hmm. all of this because you never know what's going to come up and it's good to be like super prepared. Um, but we just always send over emails with like bullet point lists of like, this is what we need to hit the ground running. And a lot of the bands are really smart and have most of it. So mm-hmm. by the time we get everything, we're like ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And have you like noticed a trend of bands kind of like being, either more or less savvy, like as, you know, time goes on and it's become such like an independently driven thing, especially. 
Yeah, I feel like bands are getting super creative, especially with like these VIP things and acoustic sets before they play, like even them getting to like meet and be closer with their fans in, in that capacity is just something I've noticed has been going incredibly well mm-hmm. um, for the bands that have been doing it lately. So that's super cool. Yeah. And like, sure. and like, obviously like a band like the Wonder Years just continues to kill it. <laughs> and it's always something cool and different. And I think they just have a good handle of who their fans are and what they want. <laughs> and I just, that's why they're going to always be successful. <laughs> Minus yeah. like yeah. their incredible lyrics and songs and <laughs> them being great people. But they're just a band that I've always looked at as like the, the band to be when it comes to that type of stuff. For sure. Yeah, actually, um, tomorrow's episode is going to be Dan from the Wonder Years. And when I was talking to him, he was like, uh, yeah, so we're on tour right now. I did 500, you know, lyrics for Bernie. I did. uh, I've been looking at the merch orders. I was doing that just a minute ago. And I got to do that when we get off the call, like all the crazy stuff he does. It's like, that man really does have their shit together. I'm telling you, it is a well-oiled machine. I guess going off of your excitement for me bringing them up, like what were kind of what have been kind of some of the big band discoveries that you've um, you know had while working at Big Picture Media? Um, Hot Mulligan. I was I I had heard about them. They were always touring with like my my favorite bands, but I had never like gotten to like really sit with the record of theirs. So their new album, you'll be fine. It has been like one of my favorites. I was making a joke uh, to someone the other day and I was like, oh, I work with this band Hot Mulligan. And they're like, yeah, we know that it's literally all you tweet about. about it. And I was like, okay, okay. Just like spreading the good word. Um, um, no sleep records. I, I've started working with Chris a lot and he's been getting, it's funny because like all my favorite bands are my clients. And I don't know if that's just because how I'm discovering new music um but like that band charmer is one of my favorites um sleep on it's one of my favorites uh we got to like work with microwave for a little bit on their tour and that was a band i'd always wanted to work with um all of hopeless records you know i just chain fest that lineup you know it's just like a dream come true (laughs) so i i don't know again i feel very lucky because i really work with a lot of my favorites yeah for sure <laughs> definitely a great feeling and um, i would say pronoun has gotten me into like side note bands that i fell in love with like bad bad hats is one of my favorite bands she showed me max Dio. it's just <laughs> all my friends sending me things like you would like this you would like this you would this and i do all the time. and then you disperse it to everyone <laughs> <laughs> and then i disperse it to everybody and i guess tell too many people on there <laughs> i'm a publicist i guess you know that's truly where i thrive they can mute you <laughs> <laughs> yeah mute me bitch <laughs> And I guess we kind of started by talking a little bit about your history with music, but um, I wanted to ask also a little bit more about like the history of big picture media. Um, I So I, from what I know, it's like Dana, Dana started the company. She used to work at a company called Press Here. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes. And um, I believe the story is that she loved Thrice so much and that was her favorite band and they had come, but they couldn't meet like the budget requirement. And she just decided that she wanted to start her own thing because she wanted to be able to help the bands that she truly felt like passionate about. So some of our first clients at Big Picture were thrice and she was able to get them late night and all these crazy things. She started when she was, I believe, 27 and it was just her and her laptop and a cell phone. And yeah, she just grew 
to what we are now. And we have an office in Brooklyn and there's like eight full-time employees. And it's funny because I, I, now that I'm in the, the industry, I put up air. Um, I'm getting to know like other PR companies and how they function. Like I admire Jamie because I know she's got help, but I know she's doing a lot of this by herself and I kind of don't know how she does that and (laughs) props to her. And, or there's places like grandstand who has like, have like a bunch of employees. And I was a fan of like no big deal PR, but I know they like did something and are now in house for 300. So it's just kind of wild to see how each of us work and like how we go about, our, our, our days and working with all of these clients and mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's definitely like on the press side like I feel like specifically like big picture media and like Jamie at no earbuds are like the most connected like you're always like super responsive to emails and stuff and like like you said that that excitement you can really tell from yeah I mean, not that other companies you necessarily no, don't no, that's have again, that. That's but... why I was like, everyone's cool. I'm yeah. just saying. Um, but I also make it a point to answer everyone. Like mm. it is, I can't really go to bed unless I just be like, hey, I'll let you know tomorrow. Hey, I'll let you do that. Like we'll figure it out. But and that, that's certainly unique as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. Maybe the quarantine will uh, help with that. The quarantine is only making it worse. Like it's funny because I've been teaching myself like graphic design um and so like when the work day is over with emails I'll spend until I go to bed like making little graphics for big picture and things like that I'm also going to come out of this a better guitar player I swear to god all I'm saying is like who knows like everyone who works behind the scenes could be the next like have an EP ready to go and I can do my own (laughs) PR I kind of like to wrap up every episode by just asking about um, either like a piece of advice or something you've generally been thinking about lately. Um, not specifically about music, but it can be if you want to. It could just be life overall, however you choose to answer. <laughs> yeah. I always think about how important it is to. So when I say like I answer everyone, it's because people who with up and coming bands the same way with like up and coming writers, like you just never know who will end up where. So that's why I try to make a point to talk to everyone. And like, I want to learn about them and kind of follow their journeys because someone who was writing at that little blog, um, six months ago could now be a staff writer at stereo gum because that's how good they are. And (laughs) I just, yeah, I just find it very important to like keep in touch and, you know, be friends on the internet, but also try to meet up if you live in the same area. And one thing I also like about the industry I work in is like, I met all my best friends doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the more you make it a community, the more you'll enjoy it and the better everything will be for you and your Mm -hmm. friends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, and I think that's like, especially important, not just for music in general, but in press, like, you know, getting, a personalized email, you know, there's like a 99% chance I'm going to respond to it. Whereas if I get just like a press release, it's like, okay, I could, if it's a band I recognize the name of, I can be like, okay, let me check that out later. And then I'll probably forget. But (laughs) yeah, it's so, it's just like so important. And again, it's just like, do I throw in a gif here? Should a joke be happening? (laughs) And some of them land well, and some of them land pretty bad. Like someone has said, like, what do you think you're doing? I was like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Like my bad. (laughs) so we love uh we live and we learn but you should try for sure yeah and yeah I definitely try it like I try to live by the kind of like the worst someone can say is no 
or ignore yeah, you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm so used to hearing no now that I'm just like, no worries. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for responding. You know, that's all I care about. Thank you for responding. Well, how about that? Another great combo down and in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks to Natalie for coming on to spread the good word of big picture media. This is part of a push to get them to 10,000 followers, so if you dig what they're about and the bands they help promote, why not head over to Twitter and give them a follow at BigPictureNYC or at Big Picture Media on Instagram. That way, you'll be sure to get all the latest info about your favorite bands as soon as it's available. Special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following it on Twitter and Instagram at FlyingTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyingTheCallPod at gmail.com. Have a great day and stay healthy. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The The Corner Corner of Gray Street. Street.